book entitled Shoe Dog mm -hmm. by Phil Knight. Mm -hmm. And it's about, it's a memoir by the creator of Nike, mm -hmm. right? This man's called Phil, uh, Phil Knight. And I like this man because he has sponsored Kalenjin Runners for a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 summary. Oh, that was it. Okay, so people, there was more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this week we're going to be looking into um, entrepreneurs yes. and innovations and that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. And so today, as you said, Shoe yeah. Dog by Phil Knight, the yeah. mem a memoir by the creator of Nike. Yeah. So a shoe dog, the definition of one, yeah. is a person yeah. who loves to make shoes. Mm. Mm. I think it's quite a, an a interesting a hobby dog. to have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think it, it comes from calling someone a dog. A yeah. dog is a person who's really inspired and really gets into something that they love. Yes. And so as a creature of Nike, yeah. he calls himself a shoe dog. Mm. Okay. So Phil Knight was yeah. 24 years old yeah. and he had just returned home from doing his master's degree at Stanford and yeah. serving in the U.S. Army yes. um, for one year. Yeah. Mm. So the year is 1962 yeah. and he's fixated on something he refers in the book as this crazy idea. And he yes. keeps saying that over and over again. I had this crazy idea. Mm. Yes. And it's based on a project that he did at Stanford Yes. that started as an everyday assignment yes. but then became a complete obsession. Yes. Mm. So in this report he yes. was he had looked at how Japanese cameras had taken over the camera industry oh, yes. that had been previously been dominated by the Germans. Yeah. Yeah. And so he argued in his assignment yeah. that Japanese running shoes yes. could do the exact same, same thing. thing. And yeah. he said that Japanese running shoes could take over the market. Yes. So he decides that he's going to pursue this idea. Yes. Yeah. And he's going to travel the world and end up in Japan yes. to go and find some Japanese shoes to sell to Americans. Absolutely. And so this is when we begin to see the beginnings of this tenacity that he has, even yes. though the odds are completely against him. Yeah. Um, so you have these few signs. Yeah. When he's giving this presentation in class, yeah. he says in the book that his classmates greeted his passion and intensity <laughs> with sighs and vacant stares. Yes. So at the end of the assignment, he expected people was, to ask questions. It was not inspiring. Not inspiring. People looked at him like, what? Yeah. Japanese shoes? Yeah. Number two, when he gets back from college, yeah. he has to convince his dad to bankroll this idea he has. His, yeah. his dad was the ATM. Yeah. Mm. Yes. But his dad, he describes him as being conventional. Yeah. He loves Jesus, he loves a good house, his mm. wife, and just the basic things. Yeah. Right. And he's very risk averse. It's yes. okay, we love Jesus, God is good, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we were worried for a second. Essentially, he's describing his dad as being risk averse. Yeah. Yeah. And so he has to try very hard to convince his dad to bankroll this crazy idea. Mm. Yeah. Number three, this is historical bias. So yeah. if you remember, um, yeah. America had gone to war yeah. with Japan. You yes. know, we have um, all these activities that happened during the Second World War. Yeah. So his grandmother reminds him of the war with the Japanese, yes. and he says, don't you remember the Japanese tried to take over the world? Yeah. They're Japanese. going to try and kill you, and they're yeah. going to gorge out your eyes. Yes. So you have this bias in his family yes. about the Japanese. Yeah. And then the third, um, the fourth thing yeah. is that at this time in the 60s and 70s, yes. running is not a thing. Yes. It's not the kind of um, thing that you see now where people do it leisurely. Yes. So people would actually mock and ridicule people who they would see running. Yeah. So he's trying to get into this business to sell running shoes yeah. to people who don't understand running as a leisurely activity. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Nevertheless, he decides to go to Japan. Yes. And he meets with this company called Onitsuka yes. and convinces them to partner with him in the US. Yes. So he returns home in 1963 after sending an, uh, a message to his dad. He yeah. sends a message to his dad and says, yeah. please send over $50 yes. for the shoes. Yes. And of course, his dad at the ATM sends the $50. Yes. Bank of dad. Bank of dad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But he gets home in 63 expecting for yeah. the box of shoes to have arrived mm. and to start selling them. Mm. But they don't arrive. Yeah. So he decides that he's going to go back to school and he becomes an accountant. Absolutely. One year later, in 1964, the box of shoes finally arrive right. yeah. and things begin to pick up. And we see this beginning of his company. Yeah. Absolutely. So in the first year, they made sales of worth $8,000. Yes. By 1960, 
1961, 1.3 million dollars. Wow. And today, 2019, they make revenue. Um, their sales are worth 11.8 billion dollars. Wow. And so this guy's slogan, what he says, yeah. is "Grow or Die." Yes. yes. So he had all this adversity hitting hitting him, you know, head yeah. on. Yeah. And he just said, "I'm just going to grow or yeah. I'm going to die." Yeah. And yeah. I think it was a very Keep interesting, pushing. you know, mentality yeah. that he had. Yes. Keep pushing. Yeah. 11.8 billion. That's, that's the worth. Yes, right, yeah, that's, the that's sales. GDP of an East African country. Oh, God. But I would say. <laughs> yes. My, my biggest takeaway from this book is this, guys. Yes. And he says, start before you're ready. Yeah. And the story is told, that's the way you said. He goes to Japan. Mm. And as he's there, he calls this Onitsuka people. Mm. He says, I'm an American company. I want to come and see your shoes. Yeah. And they all line up in the boardroom. And they, they come to see this American established company. Mm. The guy shows up there. He sits They're on that side. He's on this side. Yeah. And, and, and they ask him, what's, what's the name of your company? And he thinks, he says, Blue ribbons. Yeah. You know he actually yeah, he made it up in the moment. He yes. made it up. He right had there. no idea. Yeah. Yes. But do you know why he said blue ribbon? Because the blue ribbon is the, the awards he used to get back in high school. Yes, yes. when he was right? writing, yeah. Now, he says, okay, are you going to put another? Yes, I'm going to put another. For how many? About a couple of thousand shoes. Mm. Now, these shoes are called Tiger. And he reckoned that if he sold Tiger in the U.S., mm. it would become a popular brand. Yeah. And, that's, and, and then he said, ah, I have made a thousand orders of shoes, and they don't have any money to, to yeah. back it up. Yeah. And say, okay, so I'll, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Long story short, uh, father sends him fifty thousand yeah. dollars, and then later on he goes and he signs a partnership with his former coach. Yes. But my biggest takeaway is this: what faith can do. Yeah. And he has a good quote. He says, "Have faith in yourself, but also have faith in faith. Have mm. faith in faith. <laughs> Not faith as others define it. Faith as you define it. Yeah. Faith as faith defines itself." In your heart. Wow. Okay, wow. Mm -hmm. All right. That is very deep of Phil Knight. Yeah. My <laughs> takeaway from the book was two or three things. Yeah. Fail fast. Mm. Mm. So he had this thing where he was like, if I'm going to fail, let me fail quickly so I can take those lessons yeah. yes. and move on to the next thing. Mm. Yes. And he's like that even with Nike. He was like that with Blue Ribbon. He was yes. like, let me fail quickly so I can move on and yeah. use those lessons. Absolutely. And he would say, it's worth shooting for. Yes. If Blue Ribbon went bust, I'd yeah. have no money, I'd be crushed, yeah. but I'd also have some value wisdom. So yes. here he says wisdom is an asset. Yes. Yeah. It seems intangible, yes. but it's, a, it's it's an asset nonetheless. Yes. And it's the one that justifies the risk that you take as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And then he says that um, instead of running mm. from discomfort, yes. so like instead of, he would be um, he would be met with a lot of challenges yes. between the shoes coming and all that. Yeah. He said he wouldn't run away from it, he yeah. would confront it. Yes. Yeah. And this is sort of what we call the growth mindset. Yes. Mm. That you don't, you know, it's important for you to fail, learn, yes, overcome, yes. Mm. start again, again yeah. right? Yeah. And the next thing I think I learned from him was seek a calling and not a career. Absolutely. So he believed in the power of running yeah. and in the power of sports yes. in changing individual lives. Mm. Absolutely. And so he thought yeah. Nike or yeah. the initial shoes he was bringing in could yeah. change people's yes, lives. Absolutely. And you see how dedicated he was to that exactly. because when he actually left on his journey to Japan, yes. the first pit stop he made was in Hawaii. Exactly. And he said in order to bankroll this time I want to stay in Hawaii absolutely. he started selling encyclopedias. Yes. Yes. But he realized very early on that he was a terrible salesman and exactly. he didn't know how to do it. Yes. Then he goes and he becomes an accountant and yes. even that is not fulfilling to him. Absolutely. So he always ends up running yes. back to, to this the Nike shoes. thing. Yes. Yes. And when yes. he sells shoes he finds he can sell them with yes. ease yes. and it's because he loved what he was doing. Yeah. And then the last one, I don't know if people will take this Seriously, yeah. don't tell people how to do things. Yes. 
right? Yeah. And so he modified and defied the traditional views of management. Yeah. Yes. So he told you what you needed to do, yeah. but he didn't tell you how to do it. Absolutely. And then, but then the caveat here is you have to find the right people, the right employees to yes. carry out. Absolutely. Um, people who are equally yes. passionate. He actually exactly. says in the book yeah. that he was not the only shoe dog in Nike. Yeah. Exactly. The other shoe dogs were people yes. who had disabilities, yes. who were overweight, yes. who were smokers. Yeah. So you yes. have people who are running this company whose philosophy is based on health and wellness and running, yes. yet they're the complete opposite, opposite of that. Of that. But because they had so much passion, because they were shoe dogs as well, yes. it worked out. Yes. Doesn't this book remind you of The Alchemist? When they they small Spanish boy. I feel like every book reminds you of the alchemist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, it's just a fact time I've mentioned it. Yeah, when, possibly. When guy goes back to Middle East, he had to go through so many journeys. That the lesson back. was within him. Within yeah, him, always. always. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think to bring it back yes. home, yes. as you were saying, yeah. Nike has sponsored a lot of our uh, runners, our yeah. Runners, yeah. Our and you Kipchoge, yeah. Yes. He was doing the under the it's under two two hour. Mark. Yes, the yeah, yes. under the marathon under two. Yeah. Month. And I think yes. that yeah, I think for me from Nike, Nike is like Toyota. Everyone has owned a pair or knows somebody who owns a yeah, yes. that's very true. So, Phil Knight, like many great entrepreneurs, was an avid reader. So reading is really important because mm. it widens your, your scope. Yeah. Knight had three heroes, yeah. Churchill, JFK, um, yeah. Kennedy, and yeah. Leo Tolstoy. Yes. He was fascinated by leadership or lack thereof. Mm. Under extreme conditions, he says, war is the most of extreme conditions. Yeah. And he says business mm. has those same parallels. Yes. Yeah. So he says business is war yeah. without bullets. And I think <laughs> I tend to agree. <laughs> 